Hi folks and welcome to this week's podcast. My name's Rhonda and I'm your host and this week we are diving into toxic positivity. We're going to talk about what it is and what that means for your spiritual path. So toxic positivity, a wee definition. So we define toxic positivity as the excessive and ineffective overgeneralization of a happy optimistic state across all situations. The process of toxic positivity results in the denial, minimisation and invalidation of the authentic human emotional experience. So basically we bypass negative emotions. We kind of move into a space of believing that being positive and happy all the time are the way to be. That often happens on a spiritual path or with spiritual teachings. And that rhetoric often inadvertently involves us suppressing our negative emotions rather than working through them. So just generally the aim of the of a spiritual path, in my opinion, and it's what we teach here at the centre, is that we're learning how to process emotions thoroughly but not get stuck in the old story or the old energy of an emotion. So as we go through this podcast, talking about positive, uh, talking about toxic positivity, what we don't want to end up doing is thinking that wallowing in our negativity is good because it's not, that's just as bad. So we're talking about a mindset. We're talking about an ability to dip into your toolbox and process the difficult times in life. We learn life isn't easy, but it can be. Sometimes it can be great. So it's about learning how to enjoy the good and how to navigate the bad and knowing that when you're not okay, that's okay. I guess just like anything that we do in excess, whether that be exercise, eating, um whatever we do in excess, when positivity is used to kind of cover up or silence the human experience, it becomes toxic. So you might think that exercise is something that's really positive, but if you use exercise as a way to numb your emotion, I've seen many people who use exercise to extreme and it's it's not healthy or good for your mind or your body, it becomes toxic. It's about disallowing the existence of certain feelings and then we causes us to fall into a state of denial and repressed emotions you know we're all flawed we get jealous angry resentful greedy sometimes life can just suck so bad and you know moving into that space of positive vibes all day we really do deny our genuine human experience And I think that this came up as a topic for this week. So I was researching something else. And a lot of what I was researching was think positively, have a a positive mindset. It was just all about um, hippy-dippy for my liking. Um, A bit too, everything's wonderful, just give it a wee polish and you'll be fine. But that's not really how this works it's not really how life works 
So what are signs of toxic positivity? What are some of the things that we can watch out for? So if you're trying to hide or mask your true feelings through whatever means, words, um, or numbing techniques or whatever, you know, those are true those are signs that you're attempting to hide from something that needs to be brought out into the light and addressed and processed. Trying to just get on with it in that kind of stoic British way. Most cultures might not be like that, but British people are pretty stiff upper lip about things. It's just stuffing your emotions back down into your body, really, is another way to describe that. If you feel guilty for what you feel, so if you're feeling bad or you wake up and you're having a bad day, you feel bad about that, you feel guilty. Or it might be that we minimise other people's experience with like feel-good quotes and statements, which we'll go into in a bit more detail in a, in a wee while. And then if you're trying to, if someone tries to give you perspective or you try to give someone perspective, like, oh, it could be worse. It could be worse. You know, I've been through it. That kind of thing. Instead of validating their emotional experience. Shaming or chastising others for expressing frustration or anything other than positivity. Um, I've seen a lot of Facebook groups like that that I've come out of. Um, and then brushing off things that are bothering you with like, oh, you know, it is what it is, it's all fine, you know, it'll pass, that kind of thing. So what happens when we suppress our emotions, when we're we're simply trying to be positive? What we're trying to do is we're trying to jump from A to, A to Z and miss out all the bits in the middle. And there's nothing wrong with um, moving towards positivity or having positivity as a goal or an outlook for your life. Nothing wrong with that. I'm a very positive person. But I didn't get positive by suppressing all my other emotions. I got positive by dipping into the toolbox and doing lots of personal work. But what happens when we are in that space of toxic positivity and we are suppressing our emotions? Well, several psychological studies show that hiding or denying feelings actually leads to more stress in the body or increased difficulty avoiding the distressing thoughts. So one study, which I thought was really interesting, divided research participants into two groups and showed them disturbing medical films, medical procedure films, and they were hooked up to a machine and and their stress responses were measured. So heart rate, pupil dilation, sweat production, that kind of thing. And one group was asked to watch the video while letting their emotions show, i.e. outwardly. Whereas the second group of subjects were asked to watch the films and act um, as if it didn't bother them. So no outward um, signs of stress or grossness or whatever it was. 
And surprise, surprise, the participants who suppressed their emotions or acted if, as if it didn't bother them had significantly more physiological arousal. The emotional suppressors may have appeared cool and calm, but on the inside, their stress response was erupting. It's fascinating. So these types of studies, and there's a lot of them, show us that expressing a broad range of emotions, even the not-so-positive emotions, having words to describe how we feel and facial expressions to emote them, crying is great for that, can really help us to regulate our stress response. And I think for many of us with um, various mental health issues, anxiety, we depression, we often feel that it's too much for people or we can't express that because it's, there's a shame attached to it. Whereas all the research has shown that it needs to be brought out and processed externally. So, what's really interesting as well is that, for example, when you hide, so say you're angry <clears throat> as someone and you choose to hide that emotion, so you choose to not show your anger, what happens? Or you choose not to ex- express yourself. Not everybody chooses to express themselves angrily. I choose not to do that now through lots of work and practice but in the beginning I was I expressed myself angrily a lot when I needed to put a boundary up or something needed said or there was a difficult conversation to have what happened was when I suppressed those emotions and just acted like everything was fine and I was really positive it turned on me it turned into a giant shadow and I would and it would ooze out in that irritation and resentment and we talk about that in the in lots of different ways don't we we talk about it in the saviour archetype we talk about it when we talk about boundaries and it's the same thing here. It's that toxic positivity. It's the face of cheeriness that everything's fine and everything's going to be okay. But it's toxic positivity. We need to, sometimes we need to move into that uncomfortable space of um, expressing ourselves and what is okay and what isn't okay or expressing our anger because it really helps regulate our stress response which then really helps with our um, mental health issues it's fascinating work and a really important topic so what are some examples then of non-toxic and accepting statements accepting statements so instead of saying oh don't think about it just stay positive it might be nicer to say describe what you're feeling I'm listening or, <clears throat> excuse me, don't worry, be happy. <coughs> I can see you're really stressed. Is there anything I can do? Failure is not an option. I hear that one a lot in my old corporate life. But actually, fa- failure is a part of growth and success. Everything will work out fine in the end. Everything will be fine. Ah, this is really hard. I'm thinking of you. Or positive vibes only. You know, I know a few people like that. Just only positive vibes, please. Rather than say that, try, I'm here for you. Good and bad, I hear you. I say that a lot, I hear you. I see you. 
try so I, I, I know a lot of people say and in fact I'm probably guilty of this if I can do it so can you but actually I, I've kind of changed that now and I would rather I would say everyone's stories abilities limitation and limitations are different and that's okay um oh just look for the look for the silver lining it's quite a toxic thing to say um I see you and I'm here for you would be more appropriate and uh, everything happens for a reason apparently that's quite toxic I mean I use I do use that phrase and I do think that it's the case um that everything happens for a reason everything's everything's a learning everything is part of part of growth and and we can take learnings from everything but you know when you're in the middle of a crisis and everything's falling down around your ears and it's just awful I mean I guess the last thing you want to hear is everything happens for a reason you're like well great thanks very much it's really helpful in this really hard time that I'm having right now. So even though it might be true, perhaps it's not appropriate to say it at that point. How can I support you during this time, for example? Might be might be better. <clears throat> or it could be worse. It's another one. Well, it could be worse. I actually say that. So some of these I get, some of these I've gotten from what I actually say. Could be worse. Well, it could be worse, but this is, what, this is where I am right now, so... You know, we wee bit of support would be good. So instead of saying it could be worse, try, oh, that sucks, I'm so sorry you're going through this. Something like that. So how do we take a kind of healthier approach to positivity? Because positivity in itself isn't a bad thing. I'm not saying that nobody should be positive. I'm just saying that there's there's a bypassing that happens, especially on spiritual paths where emotions and it can be quite dangerous as well it's where where emotions aren't processed correctly or at all in some cases so what the, a good thing to remember a good strategy for accepting and balancing conflicting emotions that we're all that we can all feel is is like an old improv strategy called Yes, and um, for instance, I'm so tired of being stuck inside with my family, and I'm grateful that I enjoy my family's company enough to be stuck inside with them. Now, that's both of those statements can be true. Or <clears throat> I'm afraid of what the future holds, and I feel excited about the change to come. Okay. So I think it's important to give ourselves permission to hold multiple truths. Two things can be true at the same time. And then what happens is we eliminate the tension between the positive and the negative and they can live in harmony together. Which again, if um, friction, suppression, um, difficulty in acknowledging that two things can be true you know, that's a, it's a tough place to be in. But really, the best approach is to tell the truth. So if you're feeling terrible, acknowledge it, talk about it, journal it. You know, there, I'm going to go into a few strategies here that you can think about. But tell the truth. It's, it's so much healthier to acknowledge the pain you're feeling. 
and to suppress it and try and just be positive about everything all the time. It's just really unhealthy. Okay, <clears throat> so a few things that you can do to work with um, positive positivity. I could have thought of a better way to put that, but there you go. Here's a few. So avoid ignoring or suppressing your genuine emotions. Now, that can be very hard, especially in our culture where we're often taught to suppress our emotions. Um, if you don't have anybody to talk to or you've no nobody who, who can listen to you in that way, try writing it down, try journaling. Or maybe um, if you're comfortable on a camera recording how you feel and listening back to yourself, that can be a nice thing to do as well. Listening to and validating other people, even if they're sad and that makes you uncomfortable, is a good way to deal with that. Now, I will say that obviously we've, a few weeks ago we had the victim saviour archetype. So this is all within, I'm suggesting these techniques within a healthy, functional relationship and not within um, not within a, an unhealthy relationship. So if you if you feel like all you do is listen to somebody moan and you're validating their moaning, then be careful you're not in the saviour archetype. You know, this is for people who gen- genuinely need, just need a bit of support and just need to be listened to. And there's my favourite one. Do not offer unsolicited advice. People in crisis do not need advice unless they ask for it. And even when they ask for it, be very careful that you're not given advice through your own lens. Through it's just so it's just such a trick trickstery thing to work with. So try using language like here's something that you could try that that I would be comfortable trying or this is what jumps to my mind but maybe you have a different idea or this is just a suggestion. Try not to give absolute truths. Try not to state things in fact. It may be absolutely true for you but I can assure you it's not absolutely true for anybody else. So be very careful about your language when you're supporting somebody in this space. And certainly don't offer unsolicited advice. Just listen which many of us in the group, in the Facebook community group, find challenging to start with, right? But we're, so many of us now are taking this uh, process and, and way of being out into our lives, so it should be easy for many. Don't shame anybody, including yourself, for the emotions that you have. Remember that feeling bad, sad, negative or not okay is totally normal. Especially during times that we're in, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a tough time for people. Remember that you're not limited to one emotion at a time. You can feel good and bad. You can feel happy and worried. Be, be realistic as well about the, the time frame for processing your emotions. So although I am, <clears throat> I am taking a big... Uh, excuse me, I am taking a do not fall into the negativity bucket, you know, just because I'm talking about positive, toxic positivity, it's not an excuse to then become negative, but also be realistic, you know, some of these emotions take time to process and and that's okay. And sometimes depending on how you use social media, it can actually be quite good to take a break from social media. (laughs) 
and screens and get outside. So a well-balanced, <coughs> emotionally mature mind will process and release negative experiences through a variety of techniques, right? And this is what we teach at the Centre for Shamanism. We don't, we're not all, you know, spiritual, la la la, woohoo, we're all positive and lovely and everything's great. What we do here is we teach techniques. We, we build a toolkit. So, for example, recapitulation, which is episode 16 of the podcast, if anybody's interested. We teach journey work. We teach, we, we offer healing circles, journaling, ceremony of various types. You know, there's so many different techniques to use that when you fall into a space of trauma or hardship or difficulty, then you have a toolkit that you can use to be able to work through that, process those emotions. And, and do you know what? Getting back to positivity isn't even the aim. It's just well-being, your well-being, your centred space, your ability to process difficult things. So I wanted to give an example of how, um, so I use mantras a lot. Mantras are something that we have a monthly mantra in our membership group. I use the mantras in the, um, the apprenticeship group. But I've seen online a lot of people talking about mantras being toxic positivity and I'd like to explain why this can be true and why it's not true with us at the centre. So for example, I love myself. That's a favourite of mine. That's one of my, my, I love myself, I love myself, I love myself. Or I am happy, I am happy. That used to be one that I, I would use. But if you use a mantra like I love myself or I am happy over and over again without any other processing, te- processing techniques... It's not likely to work and it might leave you feeling actually quite ashamed and like a failure because you're unable to love yourself or to be happy. But it's not the mantra that's the issue, it's the avoidance of the deeper issues that are a block to your happiness, right? So when you, so when used together with other techniques, a mantra will help to reprogram a habit of being unhappy rather than the unhappiness itself. So what I find is that people fall into a a habit of negativity, right? Or positivity as well. But this habit of being unhappy, of being stuck in old stories, of saying the same, telling, so if you find yourself saying this, telling people the same story over and over and over again, um, you're not processing it. Telling somebody a story over and over again isn't processing. It's being stuck in an old story. Recapitulating that story journaling about that story, doing a ceremony about that story and then using mantras to break the habit of thinking about that story. That's a good technique, yeah, to move into a well-balanced emotional, well, an emotionally well-balanced place to be able to release that old story. So it does take practice, um, but it's absolutely possible with the teachings that we offer and many people offer. So I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. hope it puts some things into perspective about your spiritual path and how to really work with, actually work with your emotions, work with your trauma, process things, remembering it's okay to feel happy and sad at the same time or excited and a bit fearful at the same time. Um, 
being a human is a complex, difficult thing to be. <laughs> so next we'll have a couple of activities and journeys to do. So if you pop off and get yourself a pen and paper and I'll see you in just a second. Okay, so in this week's activities and journeys section, I'm going to ask you to do one journey, one activity, if you feel like this is for you, this work. You don't have to do it. These are all invitations, they're ideas. Sometimes it can be quite hard to work out what intentions that we want to have for our work or what um, intentions we want to have for our journeys. So the activities and journey section is just about inspiring you and if you feel like you want to do something a little different or maybe it just inspires a different intention then then do that, you know, be, be creative. These are just ideas for you. So the first thing I'd like you to try, if it resonates, is to journey with your guide and ask to be taken to the land of sliding mirrors. So that's journeying with your guides and ask to be taken to the land of sliding mirrors and then ask to be shown if you're affected by toxic positivity either in yourself by others or both and ask to be shown how you can begin to overcome that now just as an aside the land of sliding mirrors is can be an uncomfortable place to journey to It's the place where you can really start to see what you avoid looking at. Like the the idea of the sliding mirror, there's so much to see, there's so much distraction, it can be really difficult to pinpoint what it is that you're meant to look at. But by journeying to the land of sliding mirrors, you can really tap into that energy of avoidance and difficulty and start to pin down for yourself what it is that you want to look at. So you can journey to the land of sliding mirrors for many reasons, um, this is the first time I've introduced this concept. So hopefully you enjoy that and I'll look forward to hearing how you get on in the Facebook group. So the second thing I'd like you to do is a bit of an observation activity. And I invite you to pay attention to your relationship with toxic positivity with yourself. With others as well, but with yourself mainly. So do you expect too much from yourself? Are you trying to bypass rather than process your emotions? So take notes from the podcast and pay attention to your language, pay attention to your thoughts and how you really feel about toxic positivity. And by doing the journey in part one, you'll have a better idea about that. You'll be able to feel the energy of it more clearly after having done that journey. So this observation activity is to do after the journey. What I would also like you to do as a part B is tapping into your toxic negativity as well. So do you tend to focus on the doom and gloom? Do you repeat old stories over and over again, whether in your head or to other people? Are you always saying the same things? Do you actually process those emotions? Is is your repetition of these old stories keeping you stuck? You just simply dwell in them as a habit. So both toxic positivity and toxic negativity actually help you avoid actually processing emotions and they keep you stuck. So take time to journal on your observations, write it down. And if you feel that there's work to do here, 
Perhaps another journey is appropriate. Perhaps you can do a journey with your guides and ask for a ceremony to rebalance your positive and negative aspects and move you towards a state of emotional balance. So there's quite a bit of work in that, really. So you're looking for information about your own toxic positivity and negativity. You're going to journal about that for maybe a few days or if it comes quickly, it could be shorter or longer. And then do a journey with your guides and ask to be given a ceremony to rebalance these positive and negative aspects. Okay? So those are your activities and journeys for this week. Hopefully you enjoy the process. I mean, I enjoy learning new things about myself. I enjoy uncovering negative aspects and things that need to be looked at and dealt with and processed because I know that after I've done the hard work and I've cried and been frustrated maybe or um, been angry and stomped around and maybe I've taken out on people, whatever it is that happens during that process, I know that afterwards I'm going to feel pretty good. I'm going to have processed something. It's no longer going to be in my body causing havoc. So I'm always excited. So even though I know it's going to be hard, two things can be true at the same time. I'm like, oh God, here we go, another bloody thing to process. But at the same time, I'm like, nah, but it's going to be good. It's going to make me feel better. It's going to really help me to move forward in my life. This is all going to, it's all good. At the same time, as no one, it's going to be really hard and a bit shit. So, hopefully you can embrace that message. Hopefully it's helpful for you to move into a more um, balanced state with your personal work. And I can't wait to find out how you all get on with this podcast in the group, in the community group. If you want any more information or um, you didn't get a chance to write everything down, then go to the show notes at centreforshamanism.com forward slash 74 and you'll get your activities and journeys and just a little kind of summary of the of the podcast, all right? So that information is there for you. So thanks very much for listening and I'll see you all same time, same place next week. Hey, thank you so much for listening. We love it. We love you. We love connecting with you on our podcast. We're really pushing our Facebook community right now. It is where all the juicy shamanic stuff happens. So if you'd like to join us in that community, you'll find us on Facebook and look for the Centre for Shamanism community group. And we'll see you there. Thank you.